son of a fishmonger. All right, cool. We'll start. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Let's get straight into it. Okay, hello. Welcome to the quarantine edition of my podcast, Son of a Fishmonger. Uh, I am joined by a special guest, Mina Ryan, game of hello. actor. Hello, hello, hello. How have you been? How's quarantine right. life treating you? All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Ups and downs, motivation, and then just want to do nothing. So yeah, kind of like fighting that that urge to just you know eat and play video games and watch films and that's it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I'm with you. What what have you been doing to keep busy? Have you been keeping creative? Well, um, kind of. So acting wise, I've tried to do um, like what I do usually is I do self tapes. Um, yeah. Not self tapes, just like random stuff that I find on the internet, uh, scripts or sides or whatever, just like basically as an ongoing training. And at the very beginning, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this uh, same same pace as before, like three, four times a week and everything. And it's just like, ah, actually, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go on with this as, uh, as often. <laughs> no, it's so, tough, isn't it? so yeah, I kind of now I'm doing it like once or twice a, a, a week with some friends and it's good training. It's a bit complicated because obviously you have to go through Wi-Fi and not always. Yeah. Not always the greatest connection or anything, but yeah, it's 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 all right. And just like you know, watching there's been a lot of um, custom directed Q and A's, um, which have been very interesting. Um, kind of like getting to know each casting director, what they like, what they dislike, what they go for, what they look for yeah. actors and everything. It's always interesting to like you know, keep in touch with the industry. Although I'm completely forgiving myself for not doing that all the time. Okay, so um, obviously I, I did a bit of research. I took out your IMDb. I was quite impressed. Um, oh gosh, <laughs> tw- twenty-two acting credits on there. Oh, uh, twenty-two. Okay. <laughs> were you aware of that? <laughs> I didn't check. I thought I was like at fifteen, seventeen, or something. But yeah, oh, interesting. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Um, obviously, one of those being the big one, um, which we'll get to in a bit. Mm. Um, but I just wanted to. Obviously, your your French from France. I am, um, indeed. Where, where in France are you from? Born in Paris, uh, raised in the suburbs, uh, in the very southwest nice. of Paris, very tranquil, very calm mm. suburb, nothing happened much, but interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting childhood still. Yeah. Okay, well I wanted to kind of see where your acting story sort of started and understand, did, mm. it, did it start back in France or did you start acting over here? What's the, what's the story? No, it was back in France when I was about 10 years old. Um, so I was basically a very, very shy kid um, mm. to the point where we had those things probably like everybody does that in like French class where you had to read a paragraph of a book or whatever in front of everyone and everybody would do that like each, each you know, their turn and everything. And um, yeah. whenever it was my turn, I would get so nervous that after reading the first sentence, I would just you know, get fits of laughter and I would just not be able to to stop, which I think were kind of panic attacks, I guess-ish back then. Right. And it was just so much that it was like paralyzing and to the point where sometimes I would be, you know, sent out of the of the class to just calm down and like come back later yeah. and everything. And one of yeah. the advisors um, basically told me like, you should try theater, it might help. 
And so I tried that. I've always loved like stories and films and theater and everything. And I'm very lucky that my parents were very much into that as well, but they're not in the business at all. Um, and so I tried theater and I, I loved it. <laughs> Yeah. And it became really liberating. And I was just like, okay, you know what? It doesn't matter if I'm making a fool of myself. It's just, it's not that serious. And you start to take life not as seriously, I guess. So that's yeah. how I started to love, um, love that. And also I've always loved films and I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of like very, I don't know how to say it exactly, like very socially or like politically conscious films stuff that okay. you watch and then doesn't doesn't you know leave your mind for days or weeks and just think about it yeah, yeah exactly so i remember watching like maybe a bit too young but i remember watching american history x and i was just like oh my gosh what did i just watch and you just like start researching as much as you can because obviously there was no internet back then <laughs> um yeah. and you know films like that or costa gavras films um constantin costa gavras who's um, French uh, Greek director absolutely amazing and those films just moved me so much and stayed with me for so long and I was like okay I want to do this I, I actually when I first started I wanted to be a director and then by doing acting I was like oh, actually I really love that as well being on stage and everything and, and so yeah I've always wanted to do that but um, well it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't made to be right away um, because my parents are kind of but academia was the most important thing, like your studies. Um, and, and they've got like a very high level of studies. They both have PhDs. And so the pressure was on to like get to, to higher level. And so I started doing an engineering um, school, went to an engineering school, uh, got my degree and kind of like almost had given up. And then I just decided after a little incident, let's say I'm not necessarily going to go into um, I just decided, you know what, life is super short. You never know what's going to happen. Let's just do what you love. Just yeah. give it a try. And so I did that. Went to drama school um, back in Paris and then tried in France for a bit. Didn't work out. And because I was already like pretty good at English, I was like, okay, you know what? Let's try across the pond. Not across the pond, across the, <laughs> well, the channel. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and moved to London and, and, and here I am. <laughs> Wow, um, and obviously you've done quite a, you've done quite a lot of shorts. I saw in your IMDb, that mostly mostly shorts. Um, but then then along came Game of Thrones. Somehow, uh, what's the story there? How did that one come about? Oh gosh, well, it was well, it was hustling, hustling, hustling for years <laughs> before right. anything happened. But I think it's not that not before anything happened. It's just like your experience piles up and you get to understand more and more how the process works, the process of acting, but also the whole business. And um, I just decided I, I've, I tried to be as proactive as possible. And I just decided, okay, you know what, who are the big players? Who, who do I need to know? And so I started doing casting director workshops and I met um, Lauren Evans, who was the assistant of Nina Gold back, um, back then. Um, through a casting director workshop and she gave me advice on my she had like a look at my showreel and my headshot and she was like okay you need to change your headshot here uh, showreel this and that and you know little bits of advice wow. it was like it lasted like maybe 10 minutes or something I don't know not mm. even that we had like I don't know like a very short talk basically it wasn't even like a performance or anything she just had a look at my headshot my showreel kind of like give me 
give me advice and tips and like, okay, you need to change this, you need to change that, etc. And then at the end of that very short session, she asked me if I was interested in being in Game of Thrones. And I was like, yes. <laughs> of really? Just yeah. Like yeah. Holy. Basically just like that. And okay. um, I, so she told me that it was for season four at that point, And I had, I was already a massive fan of Game of Thrones. Mm. And she basically told me that all the big parts had been cast, all the, like most of the speaking parts as well. But there were a lot of like non-speaking parts um, and quite a few that involved nudity. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not exactly sure if it's like a non-speaking mm. part that's like naked. And I was like, ah. <laughs> so I kind of told her and she was like, yeah, that's absolutely fine if you're not interested. And I was like, well, I don't think so. And, and so that was that. And then we tried to like I said goodbye and then I tried to stay in touch and I was like gosh did, right. did I just say no to Game of Thrones like what right. yeah. what was I thinking yeah. and but I tried to stay in touch and like send her emails whenever I had a performance or a new set of headshots or stuff like that and she's I mean that office is massively busy so she just didn't have the time to reply so she never replied um and a year later I had signed to a new um a new agent my agent called me being like hey are you interested in being in game of thrones and i was like yes really? wow <laughs> so he told me like yeah you've got this audition and everything so um just the the usual so you prepare and everything go for the audition i went there i was like oh my gosh prepared as much as i could um mm. and then you leave and you're never really happy with what you do and i was like gosh did i blow it and and then I sent her an email saying like, hey, I just had an audition for Game of Thrones and I thought of you. I checked your IMDb, you've been so busy. How are you doing and everything? And she replied and she told me, well, I know you had that audition because I'm the one who pushed your profile. I was like, really? Okay, so a oh, year later, sure. yeah. <laughs> actually she remembered me and- Wow. And that was it. And I got the parts and, and that was the start of something new. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Different phase. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm, I like it. Um, I was actually watching, because uh, you played, is it Valor in yeah. Game of Thrones? Valor. Who, I watched uh, a scene of yours with, you got a, you got a scene with Lord Varys. Yeah, he plays you indeed. Lord Varys. Yeah, he was a fine actor. That's your name, isn't it? Valor. That's all right. I know who you are and what you've done. You've done a lot. You've sacrificed your body for a cause, which is more than most people do. And you've helped the sons of the Harpy murder the Unsullied and the Second Sons. The Unsullied and the Second Sons are foreign soldiers brought here by a foreign queen to destroy our city and our history. I understand. Well, that makes perfect sense from your perspective. I have a different perspective, of course. I think it's important that you try to see things from my perspective, just as I will try to see them from yours. Because that is the only way that I can make you and Dom happy. That is how you pronounce it, Dom. I'm afraid I don't really speak the language. Such a handsome boy. Those big brown eyes. Good luck keeping the ladies away. Yes, you're a true liberator, aren't you? 
You won't torture me, you'll just threaten my son. Children are blameless. I have never hurt them. Your boy is in no immediate danger. This, I swear to you. But between us, dear, you did conspire to kill the Queen's soldiers. We both know the penalty for that crime. How will poor Dom get on without his mother? And with his breathing problem? If I tell you anything, they'll kill me. So either you kill me or they do. Yes. From your perspective, this is a problem. There is a third option, though. A ship leaving tomorrow for Pentos. I've already booked passage for a woman and her young son. I'll even throw in a bag of silver to help you start again. Though I'm afraid we'll have to ask one of our leather-clad friends back in to carry it. Far too heavy for me. The boat sails at dawn. You need to decide now. A new life for you and Dom. Or... What was that like? Getting that was amazing. That was yeah. like a master class. <laughs> yeah, I bet. He was just... First, he was just extremely kind. Um, and you know, like as an actor, I'm sure you know, when you receive something from another actor, that's like the best gift. Because um, yeah. I think acting is, is kind of like a ping pong game almost. You have to give to receive and you have to receive to give and react. Absolutely. Um, and, and he's like, it, it was just a fantastic experience. Uh, such a great actor. It was almost like he had been with his character for four or five years at that time. Yeah. So I guess he just knew him inside out. Um, mm. And it was just, you know, it, it, he made it so easy. I mean, it's, I'm not saying that it is easy, but he made it look so easy. And I was just like, okay, I, I, I want to do that one day. I want to be able to do that. So yeah, yeah, great inspiration and just such a kind man and such a generous actor. It was just brilliant. Yeah, I love that. Did you get to uh, have, share any other scenes with any other popular characters from the show or yeah i did i had a tiny tiny scene with uh with gray worms jacob anderson who, who plays okay. gray worm yeah. um so yeah it was just a very short interaction but that was very mm. interesting and also like behind the scenes just like you know chatting with with people right. and everything and um i while we were um, um waiting in the green room the trailers and around the trailers there was a big uh basically there was kind of like flash floods were in Croatia. There were flash okay. floods the, the day before um, I went on set for that scene. And like, I don't know how much of the set just got destroyed. Like they had to rebuild everything. So everything really? that day, the whole shoot was super late. And so Ian McElhenney, who plays um, Sir Barrison Selmy, went just went on a hike because he was like i've got like a good two hours before my scene so i'm just going to go on a hike and everything he came back from his hike and we started chatting and everything and at one point he was like oh yeah today is the day i die and i was like wait what <laughs> what <laughs> he was one of my favorite characters at that point oh, i was no, like did no. i just get massively spoiled <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert by the way sorry that was <laughs> it was just such a great experience I, I guess they had been working together for such a long time it was just fluid it was just it felt easy i'm i keep saying it feels easy but i know how much work goes into every little detail but it felt yeah. like a big family you know and that that was that was such 
that made it such a great experience. It was just amazing. Did it, did, did being part of such a big show, did it feel like there was a sort of certain amount of pressure that came with that responsibility? Yes. Yes, of course. Definitely. Yeah. Um, it was, it was kind of weird because you, you, you're given such an amazing opportunity and at the same time you're like, don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, are you, are you really, you know, are you really good enough? And you've got that, that, that voice in your mind all the bloody right. time. And it's just so annoying. But I, I was on set at one point with um, uh, an amazing actor called Slavko Sobin, who's a, a Croatian actor and who was playing a, a, um, a soldier who I got killed basically. Um, yeah. And he was like very experienced and he's done amazing, uh, amazing work on an international level. And sometimes I wouldn't get feedback from the director and I was like, oh gosh, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I don't know. And he kept telling me like, chill, don't worry. They don't say anything. It's fine. If something <laughs> goes wrong, they will tell you. <laughs> so he really helped me like throughout the whole scene. He was just so, so nice and so um supportive um so yeah that kind of that definitely eased the pressure and but yeah it's 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 such a well all well oiled machine um that if things are going well people are not going to come and pat you in the back um right. and and tv is very much like that i mean I, I haven't been on a ton of tv sets but I, i've been on a few and um sometimes you do get people come in and telling you like, yeah, that was, that was a great scene or let's do it like this or let's do it like that. But sometimes, especially if you, if you don't have, you know, the main character, people are just going to expect you to do your job and that's it. Thank you. And, right. and uh, see you next time. Um, right. Because it just goes so fast and there's so much money at stake. And, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing we have to keep reminding ourselves as well. I think is that it's, it's a business. It's a business of, telling stories, but it's still a business. It's art, but it's still a business. And there is a lot of money at, at stake. And there is, um, there are a lot of people working there and not everybody's gonna come and tell you, yeah, you did a good job or, oh, um, mm. well, you know, you're there to tell a story and you're part of the story. And it's, at the end of the day, it's kind of not really about you. I mean, it's not about you at all. No. And I think that's something that we, I don't think we tend to forget it is that we don't really learn that we don't we're not taught that um you know at drama school i mean i don't know if you were taught that but definitely in my drama school we, we weren't told like if you're there for like two days you're not you're not the star of the show it's not about you it's about the story that you're telling and the story that you're telling is the main character story the series regular story um you're there to facilitate the story you're there to to help tell the story um mm -hmm. it's not it's not like your time to shine and just overtake <laughs> Not at all. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, okay, thank you. Finally, last Game of Thrones related question. Um, what would you say working on a show of that size has taught you about the industry? I know you were saying there was sort of about not, you know, not necessarily meaning that it's your time to shine and you yeah. serving the story and all of that. But what would you say um, has also, what has it taught you about? I think it's um, it's taught me a lot about working in TV um, because it was like you're thrown in the deep end right there. Like my first TV experience was on Game of Thrones. I was just like freaking out. Um, you just mm -hmm. have to do it. And it's, 
it really taught me to, um, it's a job. I love it. It's, it's an amazing means of expressing yourself and, but it's a job and you're, um, and it's not about you. Um, and it's something I think that we are taught as, as actors, like letting go of the ego and everything. If you're just stuck in that, you're, you're going to go crazy because right. un, until you make it really big, people are not going to really, you know, care about what you think, what you feel, whatever. I mean, not that they don't care about you. It's not, it's not true, but um, mm. it's not about you. It's really not about you. That's, that's what it's taught me. I don't know if it's a good thing, but it definitely has helped. <laughs> no, I, I completely get it. Yeah. You mentioned at the beginning that you wanted to originally be a director. Um, yeah. You're now obviously kind of pursuing that, um, working <laughs> with, with your boyfriend, isn't it? You work with your boyfriend, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who is yeah. a, a DOP, and you are yeah. his assistant at the moment. Yeah. That's how we met on a music exactly. video set. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. how's that going? How, how are you well, finding that? Um, it's, it's great. Um, I love being able to learn a lot of things um, just, you know, by doing them um, and watching other people doing what, what they love. And um, I mean, I do, I do see that on set as an actor, but I, you always want to get involved. Like you want to ask people like, why are you choosing this shot against this shot? Like why, why are you choosing that angle? Why are you, what are you telling with that angle? What are you telling with that choice of lens? What are you, you know, with the sets that you've chosen and all of that. And I just find that fascinating. I think that's, it comes back to the fact that I love telling stories almost like by any means right, <laughs> necessary yeah. or possible. Um, and so, yeah, the opportunity came, my boyfriend, so Antoine, um, uh, Antoine Gourley, <laughs> he's <laughs> a little out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he's a DOP and also a director and he works on, on different kinds of projects. So short films, music videos, commercials. And I just thought like, Hey, do you need an assistant? Like, I, I'll be there. I can work for free. Just feed me. And that's it. That's all I need. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and then I'm there to learn. And I, I, I really love like being there. I'm not going to, you know, disrupt anything. And I've got the experience on set to kind of know how things work and everything. Um, sure. And it just like teaches you so much by just doing things. I, same as an act, like when you're an actor, like you, you can learn so much in drama school, but you're, you can learn only so much in drama school. Um, or in, yeah. in any kind of class, being on set or on stage um, with a team of creative people who are there yeah. to, to, to make a project happen, that teaches you a lot. That's, That's really... That's where the real learning happens, isn't it? Exactly. It really is. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, like, taking every opportunity to be on set, helping around, just seeing how things work, and, like, if I can direct people, um, I, I, I find that I'm a good director of actor. <laughs> Yeah. No actors um i guess my my background in acting kind of helps um and yeah i just love it i just i just absolutely love it i'm i'm trying to um well i was trying to get some um theater stuff going uh with a little team of uh, of uh, writers and, and producers and, and um and actors but obviously the coronavirus kind of you know put yeah. everything in the yeah <laughs> kind of that one up a on bit, hold exactly yeah. 
so so yeah but yeah and any kind of opportunity that like another thing that i love to do is um help actors with self-tapes uh because obviously mm. i as i told you like i'm i try to do as many self-tapes as possible per week um if i'm not working obviously um and and just like you know as a training ongoing training but I need somebody to read with me. And so I've invited a couple of friends at first and then a couple of people who are like, you know, actors who I've met and be like, hey, do you want to, you know, practice self-tapes, practice scenes, practice. Um, and I love directing actors, not necessarily, you know, the whole visual aspect of things, but the acting aspect. The acting, yeah. I just love that. I just, I just love, you know, it's just amazing how by simple words you can, you can make something come out of, of of an actor something or another push them in a direction but not by telling them like do this and do that but by tell like asking them questions and make them absolutely um yeah. it's just I, I just find it fascinating i just I guess i'm just fascinated by the human mind i guess <laughs> <laughs> would you say that working behind the camera uh, has changed your approach to working in front of the camera yeah yeah definitely i think it's mm. sharpened my perspective or my, my vision of of being on set um i think you know it started with game of thrones which was my first like big professional um uh, project uh, role yeah. and understanding things and things that you are not taught it's you know, about the organization that you need to have to be behind the camera, the, you know, how to handle a team, how to, you know, um, how to handle expectations, manage expectations, um, and, and, you know, full-time management is so important. Now I've got, like, a much more forgiving, I guess, of, uh, of um, shoots being super late because I understand how, like, tight it can be, especially when you're on, yeah. on a tight budget. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just, it, it sharpens your view of, of the industry as a whole, of, of the process of making the film. And also seeing, um, because Antoine also edits and he does like VFX and stuff like that. Um, VFX, yeah. is that? Yeah, VFX and CGI and stuff like that. You see how long, um, how long the process uh, of post-production takes and how much mm -hmm. it can change everything as well. Um, I think it was, I don't know who said that, but somebody who was like, um, a, a film is made three times, the first time the script being written, the second time the movie being shot, and the last, the, the last one is in the edit room. And it's true, it changes everything. You can literally make, out of the same um, uh, footage, you can make a comedy or a drama or a thriller or Absolutely, whatever. You know? yeah. And yeah, it's just it's amazing, it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm fascinated by that, the whole process just, so much fun actually yeah. um i know you said that you had a couple of projects that had been kind of put on hold because of obviously the coronavirus just like mm. a lot of us are going through that at the moment but have you got anything in the pipeline that you're particularly excited by that you can talk about <laughs> at all or <laughs> yes i think i can now right. go on yeah. then share, share. spill yeah. the beans <laughs> I'm not going to spill a lot, <laughs> no. but uh, yeah, I, I was very lucky that um, basically I just finished a shoot uh, in South Africa for a film. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to be called so far. I think it's the Mauritanian, but the name keeps changing. 
and it's um, mm. directed by Kevin McDonald, uh, who's an amazing director. Oh, it's such an mm. amazing man to work with. Um, yeah. And um, with uh, Jodie Foster, Benedict Cumberbatch, and um, wow, Shailene Woodley. Okay. And also okay. the amazing French actor who I was a big fan of before, before mm. shooting with him. Um, I was playing the wife of Tahar Rahim, who, um, if you know the film, A Prophet, um, phew, amazing performance, um, definitely okay. recommended. I'll so yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And we, we finished the shoot in South Africa, literally like I think a month before um, the lockdown. And right. they went on to shoot in Mauritania. And I think they, they, they came back like a week before uh, the lockdown or something like that. But gosh, that was tight. But mm. um, I don't know how it's going to go in terms of distribution because obviously like cinemas, I don't, I don't know how that's going to go. But hopefully uh, they'll come out early next year. <laughs> we'll see. Right. Well, a lot of the, I mean, was it Universal that have been distributing a lot of their stuff that was supposed to be put out on cinema, they've put, been putting it out on Sky TV. And now a lot yeah. of cinemas have said that they're not actually going to distribute Universal films once coronavirus has been lifted because they're really pissed off that, that Universal went against like the cinemas. And yeah, anyways, I don't know. Maybe, I, I, maybe they might go, go with that on your film. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I have no idea, to be honest. Who I, knows? I Who knows? don't know. Um, <laughs> Hopefully it will come right. out soon enough hopefully i'm sure it will i'm sure it will um okay yeah. to round up what advice would you give to any um any sort of aspiring actors creatives anyone who's new to the industry uh who's looking for that break looking for that opportunity what, what would be your advice to them gosh so many <laughs> i know um i think it's it's a long game uh, it's a very long game. Like uh, some people make it straight out of drama school. Um, some pe some people don't even need to go to drama school. They've been like spotted before. I mean, I, when I say drama school, I mean any kind of training. Um, so I don't think you necessarily have to go to like you know the big, big ones. Um, but it's a long game. It really is the marathon. So what you have to do is take care of yourself, take care of your mental health, because that can fuck everything up really yeah. quickly and you don't want that to happen and so it's 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 very much about i, I can't just say like oh you have to stay positive or anything because I, I, I don't think it's bullshit but um i think it's a bit easy to say but really taking care of yourself uh, of your mental health of your physical health like exercising um meditating i mean uh, doing yoga all those things i know that it sounds a bit hippie and everything but it's no, so I important it. i love that answer. yeah <laughs> it I really is so do. important and be yeah. proactive and learn the business learn the business because as much as it is an art form it's also and it's first and foremost a business and if you want to make it you have to to treat it as a business and treat yourself as Absolutely. a business um yeah. so yeah yeah that would be my advice <laughs> well well listen thank you so much for agreeing to come on uh, it's been a genuine pleasure you've been amazing um, thank you <laughs> and uh, i wish you all the best and take care stay safe for the rest of lockdown and coronavirus yeah. <laughs> i hope you uh, hope you take care and wish all the best going forwards yeah thank you very much it has been a pleasure thank you hi guys thanks for listening my name's will langley and i've been your host you can follow all the latest updates on the son of a fishmonger socials that's at so podcast on instagram twitter facebook and snapchat and you can also now subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just type Son of a Fishmonger and we'll come up. 
where you'll be able to see the video recordings of each podcast going forwards, including the one you've just listened to. And if you want to be really extra, you can follow me on my socials too. I'm at I am Will Langley on Instagram, at Will Langley LDN on Twitter and Facebook, and Will Langs with a Z, 93 on Snapchat. Thanks again for listening. I've been your host, Will Langley, and tune in next time where I'll be speaking with up and coming director Natasha Adams.